Welcome back to the Chuck and Shoop show. It is Super Bowl Sunday coming up this week. Ain't that right, Chuck? Oh, yeah, baby. I'm jacked the hell up. You know what's going down. I'm more jacked than Jill, baby. Jacked yes, sir. Yes, sir. And what we're going to dive in today, we're going to talk about top 10 players in the Super Bowl, talk about all the matchups, as well as everything else that you should be both betting on and watching for, and we give our predictions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we start off with that, we're going to skip Dubs and Nels today because we got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about NBA trade deadline, which is, at the time of recording this, is a day away. Expired mm-hmm. tomorrow at 3 p.m., and not a ton of action so far, but one big move that we all got to talk about. And it has to deal with the, the shirts that me and Chuck are both wearing, the Brooklyn yeah. Nets. Mm-hmm. So break it down, Chuck. What happened with the Nets? So um, as everybody should know, or if you don't know, uh, Kyrie Irving was traded to the Mavericks, the Dallas Mavericks. Um, they acquired uh, Kyrie Irving, and then the Nets get – we get Dory Finney-Smith – um, Spencer Dimwitty is coming back, which I'm actually pumped about. He was always a, a favorite of mine for the past like five years when he was on the team. And, uh, and a, a lot of picks that have great value. And maybe we'll see some trades coming up either tonight or like tomorrow morning before the deadline ends, I think, at 3 p.m., correct? Yes, I think it is. 3 p.m. Eastern. Um, so before we get into other potential trades, let's break down this trade first. So uh, a lot of Nets fans, I- I've seen both ways for this. Uh, a lot of Nets fans are happy to finally get rid of Kyrie. Oh, yeah. Because of the, he- the headache he's been. A lot of other Nets fans felt like, well, this nothing short of a failure with the ex- expectation. Now, both can be true. Uh, but what I want to know, do you think that the Nets got, with everything that happened with Kyrie these past few seasons, do you think they got the fair value for him? Oh, 100%. I I think I think we won the trade. Honestly, I I think both teams won, but I think the Nets as the as the organization where it stood it had like little to no draft picks whatsoever and honestly like Ben Simmons isn't looking good either, but like at the same time how long can we deal with a headache that is Kyrie Irving? So, I think overall it was a great trade for both teams. I think the Nets somehow I think the Nets fleeced Dallas because I think Dallas now has negative defense on their team. So I think the the Nets definitely improved with depth and they got picks, like I said. So maybe we'll see something happen before the trade deadline. I'm hoping that KD wants to stay and that everything with us being in fourth place going forward, that'll be all copacetic. Yeah. So first thing I want to touch on is uh, I don't know if it was negotiated for the first round pick to be all the way in 2029. But I think it's an added bonus because if Kyrie is as toxic as he's always been, he'll probably drive Luca out of there too, which means the Mavs might suck by 2029, which mm-hmm. means we could have just netted ourselves a big future investment. We won't see it for six years, but yeah. it's a good investment nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Now, how I feel, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. So a lot of fans were disappointed with uh, not getting enough for Kyrie because of how good he is. But the problem was never about how good he was. It was the amount of headaches he caused year after year. 
he he's always been injury prone, but when he's not injury prone, now he's causing all this stuff and he's continuing to cause stuff. Now he's been trading, saying the Nets did him wrong, whatever. Listen, I, I'm just going to ignore all that and put it this way. The Nets were never going to win with Kyrie as their star because they couldn't depend on him. Mm-hmm. You can't depend on your star player with how far you're going to go. So I'm happy that the Nets got something for him. And I clearly think that the Nets got good value for him because of how many trades were offered to them for Kyrie. They had to be looking at the rest of the market thinking, okay, all the deals we got, we got a young player, a player who'd be another player who's going to be motivated to play in Brooklyn because he played it before. Oh, yeah. And future first round pick. So I think overall, good deal. Mm-hmm. I agree. Now, oh, and, um, and remember Kyrie saying uh, the disrespect? I would like to know how you feel about that, his whole comments. I, I, had, I had no idea where that came from. It came up out of left field. Uh, listen, it's, it's just like you're, you're about to break up with your, your girlfriend, and your girlfriend's all pissed. Mm-hmm. And then she texts you five hours later saying, by the way, I hate you. Like, okay, well, I broke up with you, so I don't care. Like, yeah. That's what that's kind of what it feels like. Like now that he's off the team, I could care less about what super he said. toxic. Yeah, it doesn't exactly. Matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. freaking matter. Um, so we're gonna talk about NBA for just a little bit more because we got a lot of Super Bowl talk to talk about. Mm. But what else do you expect to go down, or even better yet, what do you hope will go down before the deadline tomorrow? I'm um at like around the league generally. It's they're saying Raptors. They're gonna um trade i think either spicy p or og Anobi, which are they're both really good players and then where they're at they might also trade fred van fleet so looking for the raptors to do something here um do i want the nets to trade their picks or whatever for maybe Anobi or, or spicy p no not really um well, other teams around the league i feel like they definitely need them um as for the uh, i'll say something about the lakers lakers aren't doing shit feel bad for lebron but I mean, those were the cards he was dealt with. So uh, around the league, I'm looking for the Raptors. Yeah, the rap. It's not going to be as active as it was last year. I think the Raptors yeah. were part of prime candidates. Uh, so as far as the Nets goes, uh, I don't think KD gets dealt. They're having conversations about the future, but I don't mm. think anything's going to be finalized till after a season, if anything. And the other thing, well, we just discovered that Cam Thomas is the biggest walking bucket alive. At this very moment. Mm-hmm. So uh, if he hasn't convinced the Nets that maybe it should stay put with what they got for now, uh, they just need KD and some of their injured players to come back, then I don't know what else will. I think we'll be fine. Yes, we'll be fine. But the NFL world won't be fine mm-hmm. because football season's almost over. But yeah, we got the big game coming up. Oh, yeah. Super Bowl Sunday. I'm jacked. Live. Fox, 6.05 Eastern, the number one seed in the AFC, the Kansas City Chiefs, the number one seed in the NFC, the Philadelphia Eagles. What a game this should be. And we're going to break down this entire matchup. I thought a fun way to kick things off is we're going to debate the top 10 players overall in this game. So we're going to run down our list. So we're going to run down 10 through 6 each. And Mm -hmm. I want... You to start, Chuck. Okay. All right. So start with number 10. I got my boy, Jerk McKinnon. Um, He's a veteran. I think this is his second Super Bowl he's in. I'm pretty sure he was on the team when uh, the 49ers played the Chiefs. 
So he's got a lot of experience there. I'm looking for him to go off and be that. I mean, I know they have Pacheco, but I think the Eagles are going to key more in on Pacheco on um, first first down and second down. And I think McKinnon is just going to come up big on third and short and just be there for Mahomes as a safety net. So looking for Jerk McKinnon. At number nine, I got MVS. You know, scaling, they don't have a lot of receivers on the Chiefs right now that are healthy, but I think he's the only healthy, um, like, good this is bad word, good option as a safety net besides Kelsey. So because a lot of other guys are banged up. I know um Juju Smith Schuster's banged up, Nicole Hardman and and Kadarius Tony. Um number eight, Hassan Reddick on the Eagles. I I know he's gonna he's probably gonna go off, but that Chiefs O line is pretty good, but he is definitely a player you want to watch. Miles Sanders, Eagles are gonna run the ball. I don't think they're gonna have any problems with it. Definitely watch him. Lane Johnson at number six, and he's been an absolute beast. Uh, I think he, he definitely handled Bosa last uh, two weeks ago, so he should have an excellent game in the Super Bowl. Chuck, I want to tell you that those picks are absolute clowning. Uh, I'm going to explain to you why. Listen, mm-hmm. uh, Derek McKinnon, MBS, talented guys can definitely make big plays, but they're far from the best talent. Um, when I look at the best talent, I mean – uh, I'll talk about the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are very top-heavy, but I think all over the board, I think the Eagles dominate the talent, and as evidenced by my top 10 list. So at number 10, I got James Bradbury, mm. who's, although he operates as number two corner for Eagles, he's been pretty shut down in his own right, and he's made some uh, pretty big plays in the playoffs already. Mainly that one pick that he had on Daniel Jones was one that stands out to me, yeah. but he's been fantastic all year. And at number nine, I'm going to go with his teammate across the... Uh, the other side of the field, Darius Slay, who's also been excellent. Part of the reason why teams have not been able to score on the Eagles all year. Uh, number eight, A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown has transformed the Eagles' passing game this year. Uh, and Jalen Hurts' uh, progression, his advancement, his ability to become a better throwing quarterback. Uh, number seven, Hassan Reddick has just exploded out of nowhere. Uh, he got contract from the Eagles, and he's really made it pay big dividends, kind of replacing Brandon Graham as that top pass rusher on the team, mm. and of course causing the big play that injured Brock Purdy and sealed up the win for them. And finally, first chief I'm going to is Chris Jones at number six. Uh, I think the top six in my list are in a different level than the rest of the list, so pan at six is not a knock per se, but. Chris Jones, dominant pass rusher, and doing it mostly from the inside, which is way harder to do than from the edge. So kudos to him. Let's break down the top five. So you know what? I'm going to go in and just break down my top five real quick. Mm. Um, Jason Kelsey at number five. This might be the last game he ever ever plays, so watch out for that. But he's been one of the best centers in the NFL his entire career. And just consistency at the position – one of the few players from that 2017 Super Bowl team, as is Lane Johnson, who I have at number four, who just who hasn't allowed a sack in almost like two years, which is absolutely incredible, especially with the things that he's overcome with his anxiety. Uh, he's a great player to look up to and absolutely fantastic on the football field. Number three, I got Jalen Hurts. Hurts has established himself as an MVP candidate this year. Uh, we all knew that he had the rushing ability, but he took it another level with both 
his throwing ability, but also his leadership. The, the locker room loves him, and the locker room responds to his leadership. But my top two players are the Chiefs combo of Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. I got Mahomes at one because he does things that no one else in the NFL can do. Mm. With the throwing ability and leadership, now we see his toughness with the ankle sprain. And Travis Kelsey is slowly starting to establish himself as maybe the best tight end of all time, which is pretty crazy because we we had Gronk recently and we had another chief, Tony Gonzalez, established, established himself pretty well. So, Kelsey, kudos to you, bro. Mm. Let's hear your top five. Okay, so top five right now, I got Chris Jones. Uh, people forget he's 6'6", and he's absolutely dominating the playoffs right now. So I think um, Jason's going to have his hands full, but Jason's at four. Um, one of the most dominant centers in the league uh, when it comes to probably about everything, especially in the run game, due to uh, freaking moves uh, on center pulls. Um, and then number three, I got his brother. I got the brothers back-to-back. So Travis is before him because he scores touchdowns and does and also blocks. But Jason just blocks, so he's at four. And then yeah. at two, we got Hurt So Good. And then one is Showtime Mahomes because this game, I it probably will come down to defenses and turnovers, but whoever quarterback doesn't turn over the ball or makes the least amount of mistakes wins the game. Mm-hmm. So those are you mentioned a few keys to the game there. Um, let's start talking about we mentioned the players. Now let's go into matchups, breakdowns. Um, mm. What are some key things that you think will decide this game? Give me a, a key matchup in this game that will go a long way in deciding the outcome. So I, I'll I'll give you two key matchups I think are everybody should be watching and keys to the game right now. It's going to be, well, whoever wins the line of scrimmage, and I'll say it again, whoever wins the line of scrimmage. Eagles have the most team sacks in NFL history. It was 70 but also the and that and they're number one this season in the regular season. But also the Chiefs have the number two most sacks this regular season at fifty five. I mean, yeah, fi- like fifteen sacks is is definitely a great dif- difference. But um, I don't think the Chiefs are playing the AFC South, so those line. I don't know if those are kind of fabricated those numbers because of competition. But it's definitely going to be the the O lines. So whoever fucking moves it up front, can control the run game, and then play action, who can control the clock, usually wins these Super Bowls. So that also I'm looking for the Chiefs rookies to see if they can play against an Eagles um, wide receiver wide receiving core that's actually very effective. So let's see all these. I want to see Spagnola put these rookies in a good situation so that they're not playing zone and they have two responsibilities. Let's see him play man early across the board. Um, with the RPO, have a man on everybody so everybody has an assignment. And if you're playing zone, you're just going to get gashed with the run play against the Eagles. So those are what I'm looking for, those two. I think both of those will have major impacts. Uh, the trenches on both of these teams are absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. So both of those battles are going to be really good. And yeah, the Eagles wide receivers have dominated all year. I mean, when, when A.J. Brown gets bracketed, Devontae Smith gets the ball and the other way around. Can the rookies step up? It's going to be a tough challenge for them. Another thing that is going to go a long way in deciding this outcome oh. is Andy Reid. He, we all know him as the play calling mastermind, darling. He's so creative with his play calls. But on paper, this matchup for the Chiefs is pretty daunting. 
I mean, the what the Chiefs excel always is um, deep passing, crossing routes. You know, Mahomes working his magic, escaping the pocket, and buying time finding receivers down the field. Mm. The Eagles have been great in the secondary all season. Where the Eagles have been exposed all season is to the tight end. And Travis Kelsey obviously fits that regard. But everyone in the world knows that the ball is going to Travis Kelsey. Yeah. So it's what do the Eagles draw up on defense versus what do the Chiefs, Chiefs draw up on offense? You also mentioned MBS before. Yes, I don't think he's a top 10 player. But yeah, he will have an impact in in this game because we already know Nicole Hardman is not playing. We don't know what the health of Juju Smith-Schuster is. Mm-hmm. He also insulted Philly cheesesteaks, so we're probably going to have it out for him. Yeah. Um, and we'll see. Yeah, shout out to Juju for calling yeah. that. Five. Social media uh, king, Juju. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the injuries for the, for the Chiefs on at wide receiver will be, will be a big deal. Um, Pacheco has stepped up a lot in both the run game and the passing game. But the Eagles have become a better run defense team whenever Jordan Davis is on the field. So um, I worry about will the run game be open? Will the pass game be open? Will it pay attention to Travis Kelsey? Yeah. Do the Eagles do anything different on defense? How do the Chiefs respond? Because Mahomes is getting healthier, but he might not be 100%, and they might need his magic for them to pull off what is – I guess an upset with their two point underdog spread. Yeah, yeah. I and it sounds like America wants Eagles. And I'm and I'm not surprised because they are the complete team. And when you look at both these matchups, the Eagles do win a lot of them. But I also do think that this game is gonna come down to special teams and um obviously I said before winning the turnover battle. But I think those two are very underrated things that could decide the outcome of this game also. Chuck, how much do you think Patrick Mahomes' experience playing in Super Bowls before, as well as Andy Reid's, will help them versus the Eagles, who, uh, for the most part, I mean, some of their core players have that Super Bowl experience, but a lot of their, um, like their head coach and Jalen no. Hurts, they, they don't have that. So how do you think that helps the Chiefs? So I'm thinking right now, I think the Eagles, uh, they have four guys. It's Kelsey, Lane Johnson, um, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. I'm pretty sure they have the Super Bowl experience, right? And then I think the Chiefs, the Chiefs have like uh, Chris Jones, Mahomes, almost like all their whole team from that last Super Bowl they won. I think they have like six players back. So I I think experience definitely goes a long way. Will the Eagles be Will the Eagles be ready for the moment? Yeah, they'll definitely be ready for the moment. They've been steamrolling teams this entire season. But have they are they ready for a team like this who can become so dynamic, so quick, and you have to make your adjustments on the fly? Will the Eagles be dominating the line of scrimmage the whole time or not? Will Mahomes play a perfect game? And really, I it just really comes I think it's a great matchup overall. Um, but it, I think it does really come down to the Eagles being confident themselves in a situation right like this. And you've seen it with Jalen Hurts. Like you see how confident that guy is. So We'll see what happens. Most confident guy in the whole stadium. All right, right. we're gonna we're gonna delve into our predictions, but first a word from our sponsors. Underdog Fantasy is the best place to place all of your Super Bowl bets this coming Sunday. Underdog Fantasy, if you 
sign up for them with our promo code Chuck and Shoop, you'll get a deposit match of up to $100 for you, you to use on Super Bowl Sunday. You can play in uh, one-time games. You can set lineups. You can also set lineups for NBA, NHL, whatever your speed is. Download Underdog Fantasy and make your Super Bowl Sunday more exciting. Use promo code Chuck and Shoop. Now, prediction time. All right, so we did all this analysis. It's a one and a half point spread. We're anticipating an extremely close game. Identical records, 14 and three. Um, they got the pedigree. We got former Super Bowl winners on both sides. It's it's going to be excellent matchup. But at the end of the day, Chuck, what is your prediction for this game? So, I mean, I'm not going to knock the Eagles. They're definitely a good football team all around. But I'm going Chiefs by three, baby. I think the Eagles, they play nobody all season. They've had an easy playoff run where they played no quarterback that is as good as Patrick Mahomes. They played last game against against Josh Johnson. And I think Josh Johnson literally just like he just shit the bed moment too big. Like he I feel bad for that guy. I think he lost his career in one game. And mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not making that as an excuse. Yeah, they fucking dominated as they should. I mean, they are the Eagles, but they that quarterback that they played against isn't as good as the one they're about to play against. Now, a lot of people are are thinking like Eagles are going to win by like ten. I mean, no, I could see the Eagles winning by four, but I'm I'm going Chiefs by three. I think they get them out of the last second field field goal, and I think Mahomes plays one of the best games of his life. And I have something here. Um, they def Philly definitely has a better run in production, um, and I think also hurts. He hasn't looked as good in these playoffs as he had in the regular season. You can tell with the injuries, but he hasn't had much to do. So we'll see when he has something to do and his team is down. We'll see what happens, but Chiefs by three. Solid analysis. Um, I will like I will say though, saying the Eagles haven't played anybody, like yes, yeah, it's it's, it's kind of true, but they also dominated their competition. While the Chiefs have had many games this year where, yes, they won, but they played it way too close than they should have. You know, you look mm-hmm. at games like the Texans game, the, the Raiders game late in the season. Um, and then in, in the playoffs, they played both games pretty close. Uh, good teams, of course. But yeah. um, I don't think it's totally valid that you didn't play anybody. They played who was on their schedule, and they beat them pretty handily. Um my worry with the Chiefs in this game is the rookie corners. Uh, I think that's a huge matchup that the that the Eagles can exploit. Mm-hmm. The they played well all year for for like being like what four, six, seventh round picks. They played excellent this year. So they one first round pick. So I think mm-hmm. the first, the fourth, and the seventh rounder. Yeah, they played excellent, but this is a whole different beast because if. The Eagles can easily establish the run game with their great offensive line and attack you with the both Jalen Hurts' ability and the passing attack. And then you factor in the Eagles' secondaries played all elite all year. The pass rush uh, generated sacks on sacks on sacks. I really think this talent disparity might be too much for the Chiefs to handle. And, you know, you talk about everyone, the country rooting for the Eagles, but a lot of people think like you do where they think the Eagles haven't played anyone and they're dismissing the Eagles like they can't be that good. 
that's enough motivation for I me. No, I don't know. Plus all the uh plus all the Brandon Ayuk BS that he's stirring up, saying like I put all my money on the Chiefs. Well, uh, he's not helping the Chiefs cause in any way whatsoever. But yeah, game analysis here. Um Mahomes is going to have to do a lot. Yeah. It's fully healed from his ankle sprain. I yeah. He might I think it might be like 90, 95%. Um, but that Eagles pass rush is ferocious. And remember that 2021 Super Bowl against the Buccaneers in which the O-line absolutely crumbled. Uh, I think this O-line is much better. But no, it's, it's, it's healthier. He wasn't missing. He's not missing a left tackle and a right tackle, both all pro. So it'll be better this time. It will be better. But the Eagles pass rush might also be better than the, the Bucks pass rush back then. Mm. Um, but at the end of the day, I will. I do anticipate a close game in this one. Um, I I don't think that the Eagles blow them out because uh, of the leadership on the on the Chiefs side. Uh, the, the Chiefs have already been blown out in a Super Bowl. They're not going to let it happen to them no. quite. And Andy Reid Andy Reid is way more creative than most play callers out there. Uh, I think really what happened two years ago was Mahomes. You know, he came into the NFL, immediately made a championship game, and then won the Super Bowl, and then probably expected things to be easier than it actually was, and then got his ass handed to him. Oh, yeah. I don't think, so I don't think it's going to end up like that. But I do think the Eagles win just just from an overabundance of talent. Uh, I'm thinking in the range of something like 26-23. And um, I I'm like that. It's, yeah, I picked close to the total – on accident. Yeah, but... I was gonna say it's the <laughs> over under is fifty and a half. I love that. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just more looking forward to the game plans that these teams come up with. I yeah. think you can't really say um Ira team didn't deserve to be here, which is always fantastic when you have a Super Bowl like this, you know. Um expecting big things. And I know you are too, Chuck. Yeah. Oh my god. And um, when they lost to the Bucks, I was actually so pissed that they were the favorite because, like, I guess I didn't even recognize that the Bucks had like a nasty defense. But they'll be ready this time. You gonna? So I have a question for you. You gonna watch it uh, by yourself or watch it with people? You watch it by yourself or watch it with people, guy? I'll I'll probably watch it with like two people. I'm not. I used there. to. I I used to be a watch with people guy. Uh, but what I found over the years is that when you go to these Super Bowl parties. Most people don't want to pay attention to the game. Um, a lot yeah. of them, a lot of them will just like wait for the commercials or be more interested in like some random phony bets, like who's going to play at the halftime show, like who's going to catch the first pass. Well, a lot like I'm not worried about. I want to see. I want to pay attention to the game, analyze it, and um, really just delve into like what could be one of the better best football games of all time. We don't even know. Yeah, we do. We have no idea. I'm I'm hoping it's the best game of all time because I am fucking, I am fucking pumped for this. I'm super excited. I do have some things to look for in the Super Bowl though. Um, Let's run them down. Bet, bet them, betting heads or tails. That's always a move. I'm going with mm -hmm. tails. If you like um, losing money. Exactly. Uh, Gatorade. Uh, I'm going to go with blue. It's at plus 350 right now. I'm um, a purple guy. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, uh, honestly, this is great. Fox is doing it. We got Greg Olson 
and um Kevin Bernhardt. I actually love those two guys like on Fox. I fucking hate what's his name? Um Don Johnson or whatever, the other guy who's, who's from the Cowboys. He's awful. But Greg Olson and this guy, they're gonna be sick on the Super Bowl. I'm excited yeah, for that. Quick quick shout out Greg Olson for saying he's doing he's gonna do his damn best to keep Tom Brady out of the booth. He probably won't, but no. Greg Olson has proved himself. Uh, he's really taken a step up this year. Like he really he highlights all positions and he um, analyzes the game very well. He doesn't just give all the credit to the quarterbacks like someone that rhymes with um, Momo does. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I was, I, I thought it was going to be, wasn't C, it was CBS last year, I think. I don't even remember. I believe it was NBC last year and CBS the year before. I think you're right. It was NBC. But yeah, thank God it's not Romo. Also, yeah. Rihanna, Rihanna at half. And then I have a fun fact here. Andy Reid is 3-0 and against the Chiefs as a head coach of the Eagles. He's also 3-0 and versus the Eagles as a head coach of the Chiefs. Yes, but also at the same time, Andy Reid has never won a Super Bowl in which he was the head coach and the Eagles were playing in it. So take that as you will. Right? Looking for it this weekend. Um. Rihanna, uh, I'm gonna go with a bold prediction with first her first song. I'm gonna th- say that she belts out the chorus of "Love the Way You Lie," um, and okay. then she then she transitions into some other like one of her songs she has. Um, I like that. Be- I actually like that idea. Uh, I think it, she'll slow play it in. Um, in terms of uh, prop bets that I usually like. So there's an interesting prop bet that's very juiced. It's will there be an extra point miss? And I believe the odds of no are like minus 360 when when you actually do the math, when you like combine the accuracy of the kickers in Bucker and Elliott plus previous Super Bowls, it's very rare that an extra point gets missed. So it's actually more of a lock than the odds signify, which means it could be a good bet. Um, for, as far as player props, uh, I mentioned before Travis Kelsey uh, and the Eagles have their weak their weak spot is defending tight ends. So mm-hmm. I think Travis Kelsey to get two touchdowns is more likely than than it's being said, uh, especially with the injuries to wide receiver. Kelsey's probably going to get fed this game, so I'd watch out for that. Um, I do have a lock. Yes, and what's it your is. Lock? It is MVS over in yards. And this will be the last lock of the NFL year. And I need this badly. I'm 11 and yeah. 7. Yeah, three game losing streak for you. Oh, yeah. Um, one other thing to keep an eye out for. So sometimes some sports books offer prop bets on if a certain broadcaster will c- predict the correct Super Bowl winner. And if those odds are higher than like plus 120, then whatever team he ends up picking, you're getting a steal and odds from. This happened okay. with uh, this happened a long time ago with uh, Matt Millen when he was um, broadcasting for the Steelers Cardinals Super Bowl. So based, so he said, so the odds were like, will he pick the correct Super Bowl winner? And the odds on no were plus two twenty, and he picked the Cardinals. So he basically, you would have had the Steelers at plus two twenty. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I don't totally know what's out there, but it's another it's a way to get like a cheaper um, I like that. I like that. Is it on cheaper. FanDuel or do you have to go uh that I'm could, not checking it out. 
I feel like DraftKings will have that some sort of yeah. stuff. Um, MGM. Yeah, one one of those. Um. So. So that's that's it for our Super Bowl coverage. Fuck yeah, um, I'm I'm ready to go. I'm ready. I am psyched, and I'm gonna miss football dearly. Oh but yeah, I will get I'll get my free time back, which is which is great news mm-hmm. as well. No stressful Sundays, Mondays. Yes, no more no more stressful football seasons. Um, but it will. I'm gonna miss it. I'm gonna miss it dearly. Well, Chuck, uh, you got anything else before we cap off this episode? Uh, no, nothing but uh, go Chiefs. Um, hope the Eagles lose. Um, yeah, go Mahomes. Let's get it. Yes. Um, shout out Aaron Rodgers. Um, I hope you do well in your darkness retreat. Yeah, um, whatever that is. Yeah, I, I wish I was as weird as you were. Because clearly it's working for you. But yeah, <laughs> other than that, looking forward to a great game. Um, and... That's that's just about it. Um, this is Shoop. I'm Chuck. And thank you for joining us once again. If you're listening to us on Spotify, thank you very much. Thank you so much. Make sure to follow us, subscribe mm. to us on YouTube with our channel Shoop Sports. And if you haven't downloaded Underdog Fantasy, make sure to do so so you get your betting action in for Super Bowl Sunday. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And until then, we are O-U-T. Oh. Deuces.